Stop feeling sorry for yourself, Anne said. She gave her best friend a muddy hug. We're still going to win. As soon as the Lewis and Clark players were together, Anne called them into a huddle. These preppies think they've got us on the run, but they don't know who they're dealing with. We beat Prescott Mather last year, and we're going to do it again. We have a little over one minute to win the state championship, and Wrong Way Kincaid is going to show Prescott Mather the right way to do it. Madison's teammates pumped their fists and shouted, Wrong Way, Wrong Way, to the great surprise of Prescott Mather. Then the clock was ticking, and Madison suddenly found herself with the ball, headed toward the Prescott Mather goal. The goalie focused on Madison certain that she would keep the ball for a final shot so she could redeem herself. Three Prescott Mather players formed up in front of Madison to stop her attack. The clock continued to tick. Madison hid her hand by her side and gave Anne a thumbs up. Anyone on Prescott Mather who saw the sign would think Madison was signaling that she felt okay to take the shot, but this signal had been developed by Anne and Madison when they were in third grade. Out of the corner of her eye, Madison saw Anne drift to the other side of the goal. When Anne was in position, Madison set herself to score. The Prescott Mather players charged. At the last moment, Madison swiveled and kicked the ball toward Anne's head. Anne snapped her head forward, powering the ball into the net just as time ran out. Screaming with joy, Madison raced over to Anne. They hugged and jumped in place as their teammates mobbed them. I can't wait for seventh grade, Madison shrieked. We are going to rule Pettigrove Junior High, Anne shouted back. At that moment, Madison felt invincible. One, I want to report a murder. I want to report a murder, Thelma Bauer told the two policemen as soon as she opened the door. Officer Jerry Kwong unsnapped his holster so he could get to his gun quickly. He looked like he expected a machete-wielding maniac to leap out at him. Officer Barry Jensen sighed. He'd forgotten to warn his rookie colleague about Thelma. Normally, an order to investigate a murder had the effect of a double shot of espresso. But when Thelma Bauer was the complaining witness, he reacted as if he was responding to a report about a missing cat. Thelma Bauer was a 69-year-old retired bookkeeper who watched too many crime shows on TV. Unfortunately, they gave her a view of the world in which everyone was a suspect, and she was constantly reporting suspicious behavior. Over the years, Thelma had reported several criminals who turned out to be gardeners, salesmen, and delivery boys. "'Tell us what you saw, ma'am,' Kwong said." After calling 911, Thelma had combed her short gray hair, applied makeup, and put on her nicest dress. She always made it a point to dress up when she phoned 911 in case television reporters followed the police. Thelma smiled at the handsome young policeman. Then she remembered why he was there and cast a nervous look at the house next door. We'd better go inside, in case he comes back, she said. In case who comes back? Kwong asked as he followed Thelma's gaze. Mark Shelby, the killer, Thelma whispered. Kwong and Thelma went inside. Officer Jensen hitched up his gun belt and pulled pants fabric out of his butt before following them. The drapes were closed, 
but an old-fashioned floor lamp illuminated a floral couch covered in plastic, shelves full of snow globes, ceramic cats, and other knickknacks, and a 46-inch plasma TV that looked out of place among the dowdy furnishings. What makes you think Mr. Shelby is a killer? Jensen asked. Oh, there's no doubt about that, Thelma answered with a confident smile. Would you two like some coffee cake and tea? Kwong was about to accept when Jensen laid a hand on his forearm. The first time he'd answered one of Thelma's 911 calls, he'd made the mistake of accepting and had almost choked on the worst cake he'd ever tasted. Thanks, but we'll have to turn you down, Jensen said. If a murder's been committed, time is of the essence. I understand completely. If a homicide isn't solved in the first 48 hours, the chances of it ever being solved begin to disappear, Thelma said, repeating the words of a wise detective from her favorite mystery drama.